Hallelujah, everyone. God bless you all. Hope everyone had a wonderful week. Let us start with the meditation of the week from Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation. Amen. This week's message comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. The title is Mystery of God's Amazing Gift of Love to the Dead. Uh, I'll go ahead and read it. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that none and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, 
lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your message today. May the Holy Spirit anoint each and every one of us hearing your word. Lord, we pray for your spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may open up the understanding of your words of truth unto those who humbly seek your presence and grace. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Bible says that all men and women born into the world are born in the image of Adam, who lost the image of God because of sin, and that they are already dead in spirit. Now sins were part of everyone, and they were bound to sins as if husband and wife are one flesh. We can see this fact in the words of Jesus, spoken, into, spoken unto the religious people who did not believe in him. According to Gospel of John, chapter 8, 24, he said, I said, therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. The question of who is living and who is dead is a thing only God can judge. God told Adam that when he ate the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he would surely die. But Adam lived 930 years with the breath in his body. However, the moment he ate the fruit, his spirit was surely dead as God said. When Adam ate the fruit, the breath of life blown into his nostrils was taken out of him. Therefore, all who are born in Adam are born dead spiritually in the eyes of God. We are able to understand who is dead spiritually in the words of Jesus spoken unto a disciple who said to follow him after the funeral of his father. He said, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Matthew 8, verse 22. Apostle Paul testified of the lifestyle of the spiritually dead people, saying, they are walking the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. He also testified of the life of the Christians, born again spiritually. It is written in Colossians chapter 2, verses 8-10. through 10, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him 
which is the head of all principality and power. He also testified of the life of whom is dead. They are walking pursuing the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, following Satan. He also testified of the reason how the children of God could be free from the lusts of the flesh. He testified of the circumcision of Christ as the reason of it. Colossians 2.11 It is written like this, In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Apostle Paul testified of the great love of God, who is rich in mercy. It's a mystery of the mysteries, how God the Creator loved us. It is a mystery that surpasses the mysteries in the Bible, such as the mystery of the virgin birth, the mystery of Israel, the mystery of the rapture, the mystery of lawlessness, and the mystery of Christ in the human body. What is man? How does the Almighty Creator love us like the little dust on the earth at the end of the universe, a star 300 times smaller than the sun? How did the spiritual being, with no beginning and no end, manifest his love to a creature suitable to be called a worm, according to Psalm 22, verse 6. Have you ever seen someone who died for a worm? Apostle Paul is talking about God's so great love. The Bible speaks of God's great love for sinners. Here are some examples. Christ died for the ungodly and the weak, according to Romans 5, verse 6. In Luke 19, verse 10, Christ came to the earth to seek sinners. Luke 15, Christ came to save sinners. Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 8, Christ died for those in transgression. 1 Timothy 1.15 Christ died for murderers and blasphemers. And finally, Christ died for his enemies, according to Romans 5, verse 10. There is not one person who loved more than he did. Apostle Paul testified that he raised us with Christ, who are dead in our sins. He testified of the spiritual resurrection. In other words, our spiritual re resurrection is the thing in the past, and our physical resurrection is the one coming in the future. This physical resurrection shall be in the day of Christ. 
the rapture. It is coming sooner or later. Not only that, he also testified that he raised us together with Christ and seated us together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Speaking in an easier way, those who believe in Christ and receive the Holy Spirit and are saved by grace have not yet received a resurrection of body. Not yet. That's fulfilled when they are raised with Christ. But through the Spirit of Christ, who is indwelling the Spirit already ascended to heaven in Christ, and through the Spirit by living in communion with Him. They are spiritually blessed greatly, hoping to be in the glorious body in the day when He appears to be dwelling with them forever. Apostle Paul also testified that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. In other words, all the grace and mercy is only through Christ Jesus. Though God can give enough faith to be saved, no one is qualified to have such kind of faith. This is the very reason why faith is only possible by grace. Therefore, no one can be saved unless he or she receives Jesus Christ as the personal Savior by grace through faith. On this, Apostle Paul clearly testified, For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. Everything is clear and fully understandable, but a person who is not born again always feels familiar, familiarity with the passages that emphasize works, not grace. However, through a life of gratitude for this tremendous gift of grace, regenerated person will live a life of joy while preaching the gospel by truly grateful for the fact that he is saved in hope while praising amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That's correct. If there's a very clear fact, grace does not come by works. And what comes by works is not grace. Because no one can be justified by any work. Salvation is not just a gift, but it is a free gift. Apostle Paul testified in great detail about this indescribable grace. In Romans 5, verses 15 through 21, he said, But not as the offense, 
so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God, and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justif justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Apostle Paul testified that those saved by grace are the workmanship of God. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2.10 Anyone who is in Christ Jesus is created as a new creature, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21. It testifies that good works are prepared in advance by the Lord for those who are in Christ. He testified that he gave grace to each saved person for good works according to the measure of the gift of Christ. According to Ephesians 4 verse 7. Some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Ephesians 4, verses 11 and 12. He also spoke in detail about what are good works for the body of Christ in Ephesians 4 through chapter 6. This is the reason why we must study God's words in detail. Before we close out today's message, I ask you, have you been saved? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you have sins? Where are you going if you die today? 
a sinner will die in his, in his or her sins and will go to hell just as we heard in today's message. However, the faithful and true, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, loves you. And if you wholeheartedly repent for not believing in the gospel of Christ, which is this according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And if you receive him as your Lord and Savior, you can avoid eternal damnation. Will you receive him today? You must invite Lord Jesus Christ to enter your heart. We'll do the sinner's prayer together, but this is your prayer. You can slow down the message, the prayer, or you can pause, write it down, and you, and then you can repeat. Lord, I am a sinner. I know that I shall be judged and will be sent to hell because of my sins. However, I believe in Jesus Christ, who was judged and died on the cross instead of me. Now I open my heart to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior forever. Please lead me in your way so that I may serve you. Thank you for cleansing of my sins by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for saving me from the destruction of hell. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, name we pray. Amen. God bless you all, and may the grace and truth of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, be with you all. This week's message and all other recordings in English and Korean can be found on our website at WGMI.org. More episodes can also be found on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and on TuneIn Radio app by typing WGM Church in the search field.